Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, Tyrac.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Toyo Open Country AT3. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts do you love selena like really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're good. Doug Gottlieb Show, coming to you live from sunny Southern California. Welcome in. Welcome in. Uh, in um, five minutes, we're going to do the gambler, boys. Five minutes. I just, I feel like if we jam it in during the press, it doesn't get its effectiveness. It's too much fun to have. Monsi, are you familiar with the gambler? I did it one time. So it's all coming back to me. Okay, so here, here's, for people who haven't listened to us on a Friday, uh, we will have our five for five starting once the NFL starts, which is five college picks, five pro picks. We'll still do the gambler as well, 
We'll just, we won't do it. It'll be a different pick segment. So basically what the gambler is, is you can pick anything. You can pick baseball. You can pick, you know, anything. And literally anything you want. College football, NFL, um, WNBA, I guess the playoffs. are Like if you wanted to go there, just pick one bet. All of us will pick one bet that we want to, we want to tell you, you should go and do. You should. Yeah, that's, that's. That's it. That's it. Um, you know, it's, what also is interesting is this is the time of year where people are having their fantasy draft. And I find that to be uh, both boring and fa- fascinating all at the same time. And look, I'm in three fantasy leagues. We don't talk about it a ton because there's nothing worse on in the history of radio than, uh, Doug, uh, can you help me out here? I, you know, I got to figure out who I'm going to start. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, whatever the, 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 connotations for the leagues are i got to figure out am i going to start lamar jackson or aaron Rodgers? okay and then for my uh for my flex like dude listen to dan byers i want your flex podcast make a decision make a big boy decision on your own make a big boy decision ramos how many fantasy leagues are you in uh one right now it's just one maybe two that would be the most i just can't be rooting for three you know five different players on a on a on a Sunday or whenever, it's just too much to my head to explode. So give me two teams, Doug, and that's the most. Two teams. Yeah. What about you, Jason Stewart? I think I signed up for a second um, league this year, which kind of goes against my thing because I always tell everybody, you know, having a fantasy conversation with people, it's usually one person's waiting for the other to finish so they could tell you <laughs> them about their fantasy team. But once you say the phrase "now in my other league," then I stop listening. That's, I, I'm not. I don't care about the other league. But I'm. I'm going to do a second league this year. What about yourself? Yeah, th- th- well, that's also that's like your, that's like when people do that with multiple brackets for the NCAA tournament. Yes, exactly. You know, yeah. on one of my brackets, I have uh, the <laughs> I have the 28th seed going to the championship. Uh, okay. Now, while saying, first of all, I don't usually, I don't really talk about the fantasy leagues because it just no one cares about your vacation about your kid, your kids' success stories. Um, and they, and they definitely don't care about your fantasy football league. They just, they just don't like zero, Literally. You're just like, uh, but I'm in three, I get three leagues and, but all of them are. So the league I won last year is, uh, my guy, Joe Prado, who works for, um, was the department of Homeland security. So, so again, like all the leagues I'm in, I'm in for really one reason, which is almost all lifelong like friendships, right? Which of course can be ruined by fantasy football, but really strengthened by it. So one league I'm in with my son, um, with uh, with some of our with with all the kids from our our basketball program, and then and their and their dads. One league I'm in with the guys that I used to live a neighborhood I used to live in in, in Connecticut, uh, and then the one league I'm in is in. My boy Joe, I won his league last year. Those are all uh, Joe Prado uh, was my football teammate when I was like eight years old, right? We were on the Orange Raiders, actually seven years old. We were on the Orange Raiders together, and Joe went by Jose then, and um, we reconnected at one of the Super Bowls. I think I was at for CBS. I think it was the San Francisco Super Bowl, and he's like Doug, and I'm like mm, Prado. Jose, he's like Joe now. I was like, damn, dude. So I've literally known him for almost 40 years. 
And so those are my three leagues, right? Like the, the, is anybody in an impersonal league? Like Jay Stewart, are you in like an impersonal league where you don't know anybody and you're just doing it, you know, or you, you joined in some, some money league thing? Um, I, well, I'm in one league where I know one person and the rest are strangers, but I'm not in one of those, like, I don't know, ESPN general leagues, you know? So why do you why are you in the league where you know one person? Just got talked into it. Um, my son makes a convincing argument, and I just said, "Okay, I'll do it." I got seventy five bucks to burn, so I'll do it. And then, how much do you win if you win? That's a good question. I think there's uh, twelve of us, and however that works out, I'm not sure. Uh, I think I think we won. I think I won six hundred dollars. And so, Woo. tell me if this tell me if this makes sense. Where what I said was, okay, here's what I want. They're like, oh, we got to come get your cash. Like, nah, here's what I want. Okay, so they had a really good party for a league kickoff. We were supposed to have a post-league party as well. One of the guys owns like a bar. So that felt like a good time. So I just said, hey, take whatever I owe for next year's entry fee. Take that out. I want that. And then the rest put towards whatever parties you guys want to have. And then I I don't want to feel bad about about going in there, like, because last time I hadn't, you know, I just joined the league, had been going for a couple years, and I probably ate more food than anybody. It was so good. Uh, I was by, at a place called Social in Costa Mesa. It's a little bit of a mini chain. Anyway, so that's what I did with it. I, I redistributed the money. I redistributed the money. That's a great way to do it, Doug. Yeah, so I'm playing the league for free. What I should have done was like, hey, I want to play in the league for free. It's like 100 bucks buying, right? Play in the league for free for the next six years. Like, don't ever, don't call me yeah. about, about league entry right. fees. That's a good one. Yeah, I just did one year. Just one year. But that's because I'm going to win it again. Let's get to the gambler. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. The Gambler, of course, we play the late, great Kenny Loggins' all-time song to go in. It's Kenny Rogers. What did I say? Kenny who? Kenny Loggins? <laughs> Kenny Loggins. He's still alive. Did I kill Kenny Loggins? Kenny Loggins still Don't alive. Don't do that. Kenny Rogers. My bad. Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers is dead, though, right? He got the call. He did he? pass away, yes. Okay, good. Okay. I'm not good, but. But, yeah. Yeah. I'm having a tough one. All right, let's. One pick. All you get is one pick. Monsi Bolaños. All right. In. All right. So on Saturday, the Baltimore Orioles are going to take on the Houston Astros. Yes, the Orioles are in the wild card race. They're one spot out right now. They're right behind the Mariners. But I would take the Astros because the Astros are starting pitcher Jose Urquidy, who has had a really good season so far. Baltimore is using Dean Kremer, who just hasn't pitched nearly as many games this season yet. So I think even though Baltimore is trying to get that win, they're trying to get, I, I would take the Astros this Saturday over the Orioles. Hmm. Count your money. All right, John Ramos. Well, this is an interesting game. Uh, the the uh, Washington Nationals are hosting the Cincinnati Reds, and the Reds are you know, at plus 120, even up to plus 135 as the underdogs in this game. The Nationals are starting a their top prospect today. So it's like the, he just came up from AAA, Cade Cavalli. He's a good pitcher, but not a fan of a first game starting of a rookie guy in the season. So I'd like to take the Reds in this game, even though they haven't been playing great. They just came out getting swept by the Phillies. But I think 
you know, the Nationals are still in a tough spot, and the Reds are still much more established. So I'll take the Reds tonight, take the uh, plus 130 in that game over the Nationals uh, in Washington. All right, uh, Jay Stu? You know, I came up with this phrase, uh, there's no money in the favorites. And you know what? You know who's not a favorite tomorrow, but they're at home? The Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. Okay. They have a new head coach, stadium, Timmy Chang. Stadium. Timmy Chang, the legend at, at UH. Yeah. They got a new coaching staff. My guy, Braden Shager, is going to be taking the snaps. They're plus 285 against Vandy, who's coming off like a 2-10 and 10 season. I love the plus money at home in Hawaii, and it's usually late at night. So um, <laughs> it'll be fun to watch and uh, take the Rainbow Warriors. Okay. Um, a lot of people are making a big deal over Nebraska's record last season, which caused people to go, hey, the best, you know, three and whatever team in the country. They're taking on Northwestern, who they put up 56 points against last year. I did say that correctly. 56 points. Now, the game is in Dublin. It's in Dublin, so there's no home field advantage. And Northwestern actually has three quarters of the money line. People are thinking Northwestern is going to pull off the upset. In the world of the transfer portal, uh, Nebraska has better transfers. In the world of NIL, Nebraska has more money. Nebraska was better last year, and they're better this year than they were last year. Northwestern's better this year than they were last year, but they have a first-year defensive coordinator because their defense was atrocious last year. I don't like, I love Nebraska. They put a ton into this game, and you have an ex- experience at quarterback to start the season. Nebraska is laying, currently laying 11. It was 9.5. The over-under is 51.5. Remember, they scored 56 last year. I would take Nebraska and take the over and be very happy about it. And that's the gambler. Ready? You get count, count your money. money. Come on, Monty, I can't hear you. Sitting <laughs> yeah, um, you're not going to. No, oh, come on, Monty. Count. Come on, Monty. Win the field. Come on, you know the chorus. You got no, no win. No win. No hold. When to hold them. No win to fold them. Okay, no. When to walk, to walk away. away. I can't hear Monty. When to run. To run. Y- yeah, no. Ya se fue, ya se fue. Money. When you're sitting, and sitting at, the at the table, there'll be time enough for counting. When the deal, when the deal is, done. is done. You don't know that song. You're like, you're like, you're so much younger and <laughs> smarter I, than the rest of us. Yeah, you don't I, know that song. Listen, I know I, this song, but I don't know. No, the you words. don't. <laughs> like I've heard you know the, the song, song, but you don't know the words. Yes, is you that not a thing? You Aren't, can't you hum. be familiar with the song? No, you don't want to hum. <laughs> no, I don't want to. Okay. No, gracias. You, you, listen, listen. This is it's great. It's great advice. Okay, here's the advice. You ready? I'm ready. You got to know when to hold them, know <laughs> when to fold them, know when to walk away. Know when to run. I really don't you, follow you, any uh, of those when I'm in Vegas. You never count your... <laughs> listen, this is important. You never count your money when you're sitting at the table. Yeah. There'll be, there'll be time enough for counting <laughs> when the deal is done. Right. Uh, right? I, I do all of I the mean, opposite I mean, there's more things. to it. And there's also... Every gambler knows that the secret to surviving is knowing what to throw away and knowing what to keep because every hand's a winner and every hand's a loser. And the best that you can hope for, Monsi, is to die in your sleep. <laughs> I'll, I'll clap on the microphone. Here. But so, so remember, you got to know, repeat after me. You got to know when to hold, know when to, know when to hold them. Know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. Know when to fold them. 
No when to walk away. No when to walk away. No when to run. No when to run. You never count your money. Never count your money. When you're sitting at the table. When you're sitting at the table. Together now, there'll be time, time enough, enough for counting. counting. When, when the deal is done. Good job, guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. 
like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every day we uh, are crack staff, not our staff that's on crack. They may be on crack, but we're not going to sell them out because of that. Our crack (laughs) staff finds the most unique stories that are only explainable with two words. It's time for That's Baseball. At the old ball game, last night the Orioles were down a run with two outs in the bottom of the ninth in the Against all-star closer Liam Hendricks, rookie outfielder Kyle Stowers came to the plate and hit a pop-up down the line to left field where Sox outfielder Adam Engel ran over, took his eye off the ball. It bounced off his glove in the foul ground, giving another, another chance at life. You know how it works in baseball. Rookie Stowers hit his first major league home run on the next pitch of the game. Tying the game, the O's eventually win the 10th. How does that happen, right? A guy hits a pop-up and then it gets dropped. Next next pitch, home run. That, my friends, baseball. That's baseball. Reliever Greg. Pronunciation, please. Weisert. Weisert. Uh, we're going to go with Weisert. <laughs> Weisert. Made his major league debut for the Yankees last night. He started out his big league career. By hitting an Oakland batter with a pitch. Announcing his presence with authority, Nuka style. Next thing Weiser did was uh, walk the run over to second base. Then he hit the next day's batter. According to Elias Sportsbook, Weiser became the first player in the expansion era. That's post-1961. To hit a batter with his first two pitches in the majors. How do you explain a rookie doing something no rookie has ever done in the modern era of baseball? Oh, that is tight butt cheeks. That is the old rose booty. That is baseball. That's baseball. And mm, 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 at the old 21-year-old All-Star, Julio Julio Rodriguez. Now betting Julio Rodriguez is still a month short of finishing his first major league season. Right, First year in the bigs. But the Mariners went ahead and signed him to a contract that could max out at $470 million. It'd be the richest deal in American sports history. Now, it's got $220 million guaranteed. But remember, he's not arbitration eligible for like four years. How to explain a team giving $470 million to a guy who hasn't completed his first season? That's baseball. That's baseball. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, Jay Stu, you're, you went to Brea Olinda High School? Jay Brea Olinda High School, yeah. Yeah. So is, uh, who, was Esperanza your arch rival? Was uh, Sunny Hills your arch rival? Who's your guys' rival? 
Um, well, we had a couple. Valencia was our uh, in-conference rival, and then Sonora, which is a little Sonora. bit east. Sonora. That, yeah. I, forgot, yeah. I forgot about Sonora. Sonora's the other school. Is that technically in Brea or is that in Fullerton? That's La Habra or Whittier. It's over there. Okay. Okay. So Tustin, where I went to high school, okay, Tustin uh, is uh, – um, they they play their arch rival Foothill. There's only there's now a couple of high schools in Foothill, but they they got smoked last week by Capo Valley. Capo Valley famously produced uh, Tom Runovich, right? They got smoked, but they take on Foothill tonight. Big game, big big game for the Tillers. It's Tiller time, and um, yeah, they play it uh, at the, all the games. You guys did Brea have their own stadium? Or did you guys all play uh, in Southern California? And I don't know. I don't think I feel like it's like this other places. But and they're all now building their own kind of on-campus stadium, whatever. But oftentimes in a school district, one school will have the stadium. Yeah, Bray I think has its own stadium. It did at least the last time I was there. But did they have that when you went there? Um, they did have a stadium. Yep. Okay. John Middlecoff joins us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show Three Now podcast, covering all things football. What, what high school did you graduate from? Davis High School. You went to, like, Davis High School in Davis, California? Davis High School, Davis, California. Yep, Blue Devils. Oh, okay, What's your, what was your art rival? Who was your art rival? Uh, Woodland High School, where uh, Dustin Pedroia went to school. But now it's kind of changed. Probably be more of a Sacramento-type school, you know, at Elk Grove, somewhere like that. Uh, let's see here. Davis High School is 0-1 so far in the season. Are you, have, you, have you caught up with, with the Blue Devils and how they've been doing? I actually checked the score, I think, uh, last weekend, saw that Vacaville, who's, you know, produced some NFL players, good program. You know, it's tough. That's a tough opener, Doug. So, uh, it, you know, I, I hate to say it, but uh, Davis, I think we take our soccers and our swimming probably a little more. I, I've heard we have maybe 30-plus guys on the football team. So I, I don't know if it's a, quite the football power anymore. But – but Doug, Folsom High School, you know, forever yeah. I, I I own a place right by De La Salle, right? They're still awesome, but I think Folsom is the new power in Northern California. Beat De La Salle last year, and I think Folsom will give whoever you guys got down there a run for their money this year for state championship. They're going to hold everybody prisoners. That's what they're, that's what they're going to do. It's Doug Gottlieb's show here on Fox yeah. Sports Radio. How big a trouble are the Cowboys in losing Tyron Smith? Yeah, I mean, I think we've been talking about it. We thought they were in trouble before uh, just in terms of, they're not as good, their roster-wise, coming into the season as they were last year. Uh, say what you want about Amari, but he's been he's been key. Now, this guy clearly is an exceptional player, but he has been banged up a lot. And, I mean, they drafted a first-round tackle. Now, it was, you know, I, I say this all the time. I give some people a break when you draft guys in the 20s. It's much easier to draft a starting player and a, and a plug-and-play starter at, at pick seven than it is at pick 23 or 24. So, they needed an offensive lineman. They kind of took a swing at everything that I've read and texting around buddies in the league. You know, this guy's pretty raw. Now, I know they're moving around a lot of pieces, but he had a bunch of holding penalties last year. So you're going to plug in, you know, a 21-year-old left tackle. I think that's not ideal. But, you know, Collins, he left in free agency right to the Bengals. I don't know, man. I, I think, uh, you know, defensively, if they're not quite as good and offensively, I'm just not sure they're going to be as potent. You know, it could be – I mean, are we looking at a, an eight-ish win team? That, that's kind of what it feels. Where last year, right, they kind of cruised to, what, what were they, 12 wins, 13 wins. But they, they were consistently pretty damn good all season long. I, I don't know, man. I just I don't see it. Yeah, so, I mean, 
And that would be McCarthy gets fired, and they go and hire Sean Payton, right? That's what it sure feels like. Uh, now, here's the thing. If you're Sean Payton, you know, it, it makes a bunch of sense. Obviously, they can pay him a lot of money. Sean had a lot of juice, man. I mean, he was making 15-plus million dollars. Obviously, Jerry has the money. But as long as Jerry is wrecked and alive, I mean, he's he's got a lot of opinions. And he never – which is cool. I, I enjoy him. I mean, I find him funny. But he never shuts up relative to the rest of the owners. So, I think everyone's putting it there. And I know they've worked together before, I mean, a long time ago now. But it's Sean Payton, a guy who's kind of established himself as one of the big guys, you know, an Andy Reid type, a Kyle Shanahan. I mean, he's better. He's more accomplished than Kyle. But a type guy where he gets unlimited power, going to come back after one year just to basically take orders from Jerry Jones. I don't know. I mean, usually guys, as they get older, right, 77, 78, 79, they they don't get, like, more open-minded. It's not like Jerry's like, oh, yeah, Sean, you do whatever you want. The last time he had a guy – you know, with that much juice and that type of resume, obviously Parcells' resume is probably a little bit better because he won the second Super Bowl, but him and Bill butted heads. So why would that change 15 years later when Jerry's way richer and older? I, I don't know. I, I think it that it makes sense in theory, but I, I don't know if that ends up happening. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. John Middlecoff is, is our guest. Um, Trey Lance, how's he honestly progressing? Yeah, I mean, I, I just think – He's not the most naturally accurate quarterback. And I think you saw it with Josh Allen. It takes time. Now, I'm not a bet on that. But accuracy just on just some basic routes it can be hit or miss. And some passes he can hit, you're like, damn, that looks awesome. And the next one he can skip or airmail. But what he brings to the table that they didn't have in years past is this deep ball ability. And he's got a big arm. So I, I do think what they're going to miss may be like, a pass that Jimmy would have consistently hit, like a deep out route or something, Trey might miss, but he'll also hit some huge plays that, you know, they hit him last year, but a lot of them were slants that Debo took to the house, right, or a, a wide receiver screen. Now they can just run legitimate go routes and send Kittle down the seam and run plays like you'd see for, like, the Chiefs offense, and they'll probably lose out on just some basic stuff that they'll just work through. And the other thing is, if you're going to have some inaccuracies, you better be mobile. Right, you better bring something else to the table, and he can. I mean, I thought last year, which is understandable, coming from a smaller school, you know, he he kind of he only started two games, and he had only played obviously the one game previously in the COVID year because he was at a Division One AA program. He wasn't confident as a runner. Now he's not Lamar or Kyler, but he is very athletic, and he kind of felt like he was running half a step slow. It felt like watching this year at training camp, and I know it's the preseason, but he's just. He feels a little bit more confident about the speed of the game movement-wise. So for, for every third and eight that maybe he airmails, he, he's going to pick up some with his legs, That another element that they didn't have. But to me, and I, I told Coward this, I, I think their, their idea is going to be Patriots of last year on steroids because they have better players than the Patriots did, but that mindset, play defense, slam the ball. And Mac was probably, they were more consistent like in the short game where Trey's going to be more bombs away. But, like, that's going to be the mindset, and that's how the coach wants to play anyway. Shove the ball down your throat in the running game and let the defense – I mean, Nick Bosa, Doug, is – I was texting him with the Niners. I was asking about Minnesota because they had joint practice. I'm like, do you think Minnesota's offensive line is going to be a downfall again like it has the last several years? They're like, actually, I think their offensive line is better, but Nick destroyed him. But in fairness, Nick is on a mission. Uh, I don't know if you saw Richard talk last night, but, I mean – I. I think Nick Bosa is going to be the player of the year if he can just stay. If he's on the field and playing 16-plus games, 
I don't see how he doesn't approach 20 sacks. You know, he's 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 unbelievable. Like people forget he would have been he would have been or should have been the Super Bowl MVP up until you know, up until Kansas City came back and, frankly, Jimmy G missed on some throws, right? I mean, like he and that was, was – that was his rookie year. Think about that. Yes. Coming off an injury. Right. So, and, then, and then he gets injured the next year, and this year he just had the full off season. coming off a good year. He's healthy. He looks uh, – you know, he, he's a little different. His brother's a completely more, much more powerful player. But body-wise, to me, he's kind of Khalil Mack. He's a little more compact. Yeah. But Khalil hangs his hat more on power. Nick is more like kind of got the Vaughn Miller just cat quickness around the edge, and he can bend. He is, I mean, his brother's an elite player. This guy's a freak. I I think this this is me. Okay, he Derwin James, Micah Parsons. Those will be. I know everybody's in. Aaron Donald's great. Okay, but he's a little bit older, and I think and and he still destroys offensive lines. But I think it's yeah. Micah Parsons, Derwin James, and Nick Bosa. Those are your three best defensive players in the league. Well, do you have worries about, I mean, you're around Derwin and just that operation more. I mean, health from afar always feels like yep. an issue, especially with a guy that that position, you're playing in space, you're cutting, you're moving, you know, knees, your lower body stuff. That just makes me a little nervous with him. Obviously, you know, what I think, I, I don't know, you know, Micah, I know Nick and Derwin from a football character standpoint. Uh, and I, th- I think Micah probably felt like he fell under this last year, the way he played, like, these guys are all ball, you know. I mean, I've watched. No, no. Listen, I talked to you, talk. just like just like you talked to uh, Minnesota about about their their line. I was talking to the Chargers about how they did it with the Cowboys, and I talked to three different guys, and everyone said like Micah Parsons. I was like, what? Like yeah. Micah Parsons? Like the guy was unbel- He's unbelievable. Like special, special. Um, speaking of the Chargers, like I, I know they got a win, but we got. We got dudes talking about, uh, you know, we got dudes talking about them like they have the best quarterback in the league, and it's it's re- Justin Herbert thing is really interesting, right? Because when he's at Oregon, he didn't come out when he could have this first time he could have come out because people are like ah, he's really good. Then he they they win the Pac-12, they win the Rose Bowl, he's the MVP, he wins the o- uh, O'Brien, Award, and then he's still. I mean, I'm not even sure the Chargers would have taken ahead of him ahead of Tua if they had the chance. And he, he keeps exceeding anyone's reasonable expectations in tight spots. But are is are they are the Chargers ready for that next step? Yeah, I mean, I think they are. Because last year, if their defense would have just been okay, I mean, what did they win, 11 games? I mean, they couldn't stop anyone. Well, you had Khalil Mack, who's one of the best, you know, front-run players in the league. They signed the defensive tackle from the Rams. So immediately their front gets better. You know, let's face it, the wide receivers, I know Cam City got rid of Tyreek, but they're going to throw the ball. Obviously, you add Devontae Adams and add Russell Wilson. He, You know, let's face it, Russell Wilson thinks he's like Peyton Manning. Like, he, he's not running anymore. He wants to throw it 40 times a game. So, yeah. you add J.C. Jackson, which makes you a little nervous. I mean, I know they're trying to downplay it, but anytime that, you know, something happens before the season when you're a corner, especially with your lower, you know, an ankle, you know, makes me a little nervous. But let's just assume he's healthy. I think their additions on defense, like their offense is fine. Now, you know, running the ball, to me, you know, they, they just lack the last several years a power running back. And Eckler's a good player, but sometimes you just got to shove the ball down on someone's throat with a bigger, more physical guy. I mean, Austin's just small. And we saw sometimes last year, because his coach is always going for it, you know, he's probably not going to break a tackle head on. And I'm not saying that's easy to do for anybody, but – 
bigger running backs maybe more inclined to just get that extra yardage. So to me, if they can shore up kind of that short yardage thing, I think throwing the ball, I mean, I, I think the kid is just remarkable. And I, I think sometimes in scouting, you know, in basketball and football, Oregon, while a hyped program, and, you know, like you said, Rose Bowl champs, he was not playing with other NFL wide receivers. And you could argue in like the last 20 years, the Bilotti chip and then the Mario run, it was probably their worst group of guys they've ever had around a quarterback. And, you know, looking back, you might go, you know, did he get a little bit of a raw deal? Did we kind of nitpick him too much? Uh, and I think that's clearly the case. And then from a physical standpoint, I mean, I'm, you stood next to him. I mean, the guy looks like an NBA player, doesn't he? He's enormous. Enormous family of athletes. He's he's a, remark, a remarkable, remarkable dude. Um, what about Tampa? What are, the, what are people in the league saying about Tampa? You got the Brady stuff. You miss an offensive lineman. Godwin's not healthy. You know, it, it's not just you down two linemen. You lose Gronk, too. That's three three linemen, really. At least two that were going to start. What, what, what's, the, what's the overall sense of what we're going to see from Tampa? Yeah, my thing always is, like, and I've only in the NFL been around Andy Reid, but, like, when you shift from a coordinator to the head coach and you've been an excellent coordinator, like on the same staff, right, like a Dennis Allen or Todd Bowles, well, both those two guys, the defenses were awesome, but all they had to worry about and I mean, all they had to worry about was their side of the ball. You know, whatever, however many guys, 30 guys with practice squad, right, on your side of the ball. Now you have to worry about the whole team. Like before, if there was an injury on the offensive line, Todd Bowles wasn't losing sleep. Not that it doesn't ultimately impact him, right? He's on the team. But I, and I think the same thing with Dennis Allen. I, I'm not saying that I, I would take Sean Payton over Bruce Arians, but both those guys, like, the, that responsibility, I just think that immediately diminishes their team a little bit from just losing. Their defense might not be as good because their head coach, I don't know, has to be a head coach as well as the defensive coordinator. And you're right. The, I mean, the injuries, it's weird. Everyone's like, well, Tom eventually needs to fall off the cliff. Well, the reason like Peyton did and Drew Brees did and Roethlisberger did is their arms fell off the cliff, right? right, it wasn't, right. They were probably smarter than they'd ever been, especially Drew and Peyton, but they could not throw. That is not the problem for Tom. So, to me, like, I don't expect his arm to now be throwing 95. Now he's throwing 88. We haven't seen that remotely close. But if they can't block anybody, and you can, it's one thing to lose a couple guys. You start losing four of the five guys. Now you're several backups. They'll probably have to claim some guys. Like, he can't move. You know, so even if they're getting rid of the ball quick, like, that back could catch up. How are they going to run the ball? Uh, you know, we saw it last year in New England, right? The talent around him was really crappy. And he, he he could only do so much. He clearly was still really good because the next year he was awesome and he won the Super Bowl. So if that's the case, now they have good skill guys. But if you can't block a soul, I saw it last night with Trey Lance. Like he was, and they had some backup guys in there. He's running for his life, and he could run. So it's like if you can't block people. The other thing is, in the last like four or five years in the NFL, supply and demand. Right, the college football has given way more sweet defensive linemen. Look at the last several drafts. How many pass rushers? have been drafted. There have been some tackles, but the guards and centers, you ask any of these scouts or GMs, they'll tell you it's not quite as good as it used to be because the spread offense, power football doesn't really exist in college. So there is like, there is many more impact front guys than there are offensive linemen. So when you lose a starting guard, usually the backup, like there is a dramatic drama. When you see the backup defensive linemen, sometimes you don't really even notice the difference. Like, wow, that guy's a, a rotational player. He looks awesome. That's not the case in offensive line. 
Going to be interesting. Uh, John, we got week zero, college football. I know you love it as well. Can't wait to watch. Talk with you next week. Three and outs, the podcast downloaded on the Volume Podcast Network. Middlecoff, thank you so much for joining us. See you, Doug. Have a good weekend. The pride of Davis High School, the Blue Devils, John Middlecoff. Coming up next, oh, so many things. So many things, um, including, including great news. Great news to catch up on. Especially if uh, you're the accountant, you're the agent or family member of Juli Rodriguez. That's next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast. To start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. 
Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Let's get to Monte Bolaños in the press. The press. What do you got there, Monty? All right. Let's talk about this uh, Julio Rodriguez contract because there's a lot to it. Yes, it's a long-term extension that guarantees the 21-year-old outfielder $210 million, and it could max out at $470 million, which would be the richest deal in American sports history. But the base deal is $120 million, and it lasts through 2029. It does come with the $15 million signing bonus. So following the 2028 season, the Mariners can exercise an option for an additional eight or ten years, depending on how he finishes an MVP, MVP voting in the preceding seasons. If he maxes out his MVP escalators, then Seattle's option would be for ten years and three hundred and fifty million, bringing the total to to four hundred and seventy million through twenty thirty nine. Now the lowest would be eight years and two hundred million on top of the one twenty he's already getting. Right. If the Mariners turn down the option, Rodriguez can exercise a five-year, $90 million player option after the 2029 season, or he could just hit free agency shy of his 30th birthday. Right, right. Right, right. right. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. You could buy a lot of houses with that. That's pretty cool. Monsi, first thing you'd buy if you signed a contract of that magnitude? I would buy a house. Mm. No, you like right away. I would go out and get a Jeep Wrangler. That has been the dream car of my life since Barbie had one. Barbie had a white one, and I was like, I want to be we like Barbie. Got, we just got we just got real for a second. Yes. Okay. okay? Yes. So I just I got like it was so hard. I I got my my daughter just got her first car. Uh huh. And I and I so badly wanted to buy a Jeep. Oh. I I just, but I, I want. But my sister had a Jeep when I was in high school. And I, I just, I did not have a great impression of all, how I acted when I drove the Jeep huh. and of the Jeep itself. Huh. It's too like, cool. There's just so many different, yeah, plus like stuff gets stolen out of a Jeep, yeah. you know, like there's just yeah. so many levels to it. Yeah. Right. A Rubicon, I forget which one the one is with the, with the, tr- with the truck bed in the back too. Like you can yeah. do the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, if I hit if I hit the lotto, there would definitely be a Jeep in my driveway. Oh, for yeah. that's the that's the first thing I would buy that I could actually go get it right now. You know I what like I mean? It. Like I a like house, it. not so much. But talking yeah. about spending money and buying a house, quarterback Carson Wentz just bought Jay Gruden's Virginia home for three point six seven million. It's seven thousand two hundred and eighty square feet, and yep. more importantly, it has a wine cellar that holds over three hundred bottles of wine. I love that. I had a wine cellar once in a, in a house. Didn't really use it. What? Didn't really use it. I was before, like, I like wine now, but not so much. Oh, just, my. I just, not so much. What, are you a red or a white? 
I prefer I prefer a Cabernet red mm. any day. Mm. And I don't even need to be fancy. Justin Cabernet, you can get it for like Justin, 25. Josh, yeah. Justin Just, or Josh? All the J's. J-Lore, Josh, Justin. Yes! <laughs> They're all like 20-ish, 25 bucks. No doubt. No doubt. 100%. Then you get Chardonnay, you can go butter as well. You can get, there's plenty of inexpensive wines. They're delicious. Well, exactly. yeah, I don't like Chardonnay. Delicious. I mean, I'll drink I, it. I'm not going to turn down a I'm drink. Not gonna, I'm not going to turn down I'm booze gonna, on Friday. <laughs> I haven't heard numbers yet on Friday. That was the press. All right, Hammer, Nebraska, uh, and the over. Love, I love the Huskers tomorrow. I, I don't know if it, what it means for their season, but it's a gigantic, gigantic game. Week zero. Football is here. So enjoy it. Get all the stuff you need to do around the house so nobody bothers you when the TV's on, right? Buy her some wine. It's Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.